In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with your 246th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. You can follow us on Twitter at AJC. Link to our page at AJC.com for the Falcons page, and you can also find us on Facebook. Atlanta Falcons News Now. We're going to title this episode, The Fontenot and Smith Era Starts in Flowery Branch. Got five things we're going to hear from new GM Terry Fontenot, new coach Arthur Smith. Discuss calling plays. Look at the defensive and offensive coordinators that we know about. Um, And then maybe have a couple sleeper candidates for you. And then we're going to close with another uh, audio clip for you that was uh, today that was uh, pretty pretty pertinent. So here we go. Without further ado, Falcons new general manager Terry Fontenot. Look, first of all, I want to thank you all for being here. Um, I, I know the press conferences were spread out, but I really appreciate you guys um, making time for this and being here. Um, I want to thank uh, Arthur Blank. Uh, Rich McKay, um, Rustin Webster, everybody involved in the process, because it, it wasn't easy necessarily going through the process when you're um, you're focused on your team, you're in the playoffs, and, and that was a challenge. But I think you learned a lot about an organization in that process. And the entire time, they were very respectful um, of the Saints, very respectful of my time, and they're willing to wait for me. And that means a lot to me um, because. Every team wouldn't do that. But but I could tell they had a lot of conviction on me. They were very confident in, in, in my abilities and really wanted me as their general manager. And that, that means a lot to me. So um, the process couldn't have been more transparent and smooth. So I really appreciate that. Um, before I get into anything, I want to acknowledge my family. And they're actually here right now. They're all wearing their uh, their Falcons gear that they got, got in this morning. Um, they're really excited about it. Um, I have a beautiful wife, Arthur. She is beautiful. Um, I have four beautiful children, um, three girls and, and one boy, um, Landry, London, and Lennox, we call her Baby Lenny, and my lone wolf, Caden. Um, they're really excited to come to Atlanta. They're, they're really smart, intelligent kids. That They're, they're athletic, so it's, there's going to be a school and a park that's going to be really excited to have them as a part of their community. Um, look, it's really hard on families. As anybody that works in this business, they know how difficult it is on families. And just the challenges of, of, of our jobs and how much we're away and all the sacrifices they make, um, it's not easy on them. And my wife is the star, and she makes it work. Um, and, and I'm blessed to have a family like this, and they allow me to work as hard as I, as I need to work. And, 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 and they're so into it, and they're so supportive. So I'm blessed to have a family like this. Um, also, our uh, not just my immediate family, but my entire family is very supportive. If I go back to, to uh, my parents... Um, I'm, uh, my parents and 
You know, I'm one of seven. My siblings, I don't have as many brothers and sisters as Arthur Smith does, but I'm one of seven. I'm right in the middle. And my core values, uh, my work ethic, my passion, uh, my strong faith, my, my optimistic disposition, um, that comes from my family. That comes from the way I was raised, and, and, and that's really important to me. Um, same with my wife. She, she has amazing parents and an amazing family, and, and they made her who she is. And, and, and look, both of our families are, um, we're both from Lake Charles. We met in high school, and they're both they're all displaced right now. We have a lot of family in Lake Charles that is displaced with the horrible storms that everyone dealt with. And, and that's difficult. And, you know, our prayers uh, go out to everyone in Lake Charles and, and we're going to help um, as much as we can through that process. But, um, but they, they've really made us who we are. I want to talk about my New Orleans family, um, starting with, with Mickey Loomis. Uh, 18 years ago, Mickey Loomis pulled in a 22 year old kid <clears throat> Gets choked up right here. It's real. I'm sorry, guys. Pulls it back together. It's all good. It's all good. Take your time, Terry. And he really gave me the opportunity of a lifetime in not just my professional growth, but my personal growth. He's done so much for my family, and not just Mickey, the entire Saints organization starting with uh, the late Mr. Benson, uh, Mrs. B, Dennis Lausha, Sean Payton. They've done so much for my family over for nearly two decades, top to bottom in that building. The, the people, so many great coaches and, and so many great front office people, they've done so much for me and my family. And I feel, I feel horrible because I've got like over 500 texts and I, I haven't responded to many of them, but I love you guys. I promise I'm going to go through each one of them and figure out a way to respond to everybody's texts because um, <laughs> you, you've meant so much um, to me and my family um, for, from the locker room all the way up to the front office throughout the entire building. I love you guys. There he is, Terry Fontenot, the Falcons' new general manager. Let's go right to Arthur Smith, the new head ball coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Coach. Hey, how y'all doing? I just want to thank Arthur Blank, Rich McKay, and the whole Falcons organization for providing me this opportunity to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. It's an unbelievable opportunity and a, and a dream come true. I also want to thank my wife, Allison, my kids, Tanner, Sophie, and Liam, the sacrifices they've made to allow me to do this job and get to this point, and thank my entire family. I've got a large family. I grew up one of ten. I've got a million cousins, nieces, and nephews, and the support they've given me. I do, I do find a little bit of fate that kind of led me to Atlanta as we go along this football journey. Um, there was an Atlanta native and a great character in college football named Pepper Rogers. And some of you guys may be more familiar than others with him. You know, he was a great player at Georgia Tech, and obviously he was the head coach at Georgia Tech at one point. But Pepper, when I grew up, was around Memphis. He was a good friend of my father's. And I had the opportunity to, you know, start playing football at nine years old. Fell in love with the game, gave me an identity. And as Tupper was around, and we, we attended a lot of these Orange Bowls, which was, which was an unbelievable uh, thing that I was able to do growing up and kind of taught me about the game, my love of the game was built there, and then ultimately led to me coach. And I just wanted to bring that up because I think about Pepper today. And then when I started playing football nine years old in the county leagues in Memphis, I had so many coaches that had a huge impact that kind of inspired me. And I'm not going to start naming names because I don't want to leave out anybody. And same thing when I was at high school at Georgetown Prep and the University of North Carolina. 
And then obviously when I started my coaching career at North Carolina and the Washington, the Ole Miss, and the Tennessee, I can't thank all the coaches, teammates I've had over the years, the players, and everybody that had an impact on me that allowed me to get to this spot where I am today. I'm so excited to have the opportunity to be the coach here. I'm excited to work with Terry Fontenot and have a collaborative effort, effort to build this franchise and this football team going forward 2021 and beyond. And so with that, I'd like to open up the question. All right. Dear Orlando Ledbetter, AJC. Uh, yes, Coach Smith, welcome to town. Um, we, we know we, we've been able to see your offense, but defensively, what do you all want to do scheme-wise, and uh, how are you in your search for uh, filling out your staff and so forth? Yes, we're still in the process. Uh, you know, we, we'll take our time. You know, we've we've interviewed multiple uh, people for coordinator spots and staff. And like I said, we, we will take our time. And we know we want to be adaptable. That'll be a big thing here. We'll play to the strengths of our team, but we want to be flexible and adaptable. So that's one thing we're, we are looking for schematically and uh, as we get through this process of hiring coaches. Yes, and uh, with that, have you been able to or, or will you undertake a roster evaluation? Well, we're still early in that process. You know, uh, Biggest thing for me, you know, last season was being the coordinator of Tennessee Titans, and that's where I went all in. And then obviously through the interview process, as we're getting in here in a couple of days, it'll be an ongoing evaluation. Uh, there's nothing that we'll do; we'll just be a snap judgment. We'll be thorough, and so we're still early in that process. Tori, there he is, Coach Arthur Smith, Atlanta Falcons. Couple things: Prepper Rogers, Georgia Tech legend, just passed away recently. Uh, when your dad is uh, the uh, Owner and founder of FedEx, you get to go to the FedEx Orange Bowl. Hey, and looks like he went to a bunch. Uh, and I always like it when they give the youth coaches a shout-out. He gave us youth coach. He couldn't remember. He, he didn't want to get anybody upset. But I remember, um, you know, the, the youth coaches always like it when they get a shout-out from uh, uh, the players or the coaches, uh, you know, when it's, uh, you know, they're big time and they don't want to forget who they first learned the game from. Third thing today, just calling plays. Coach said he's going to call uh, the plays, but he knows the entire team is his responsibility. Calling plays didn't work too good for Coach Dan, so hopefully uh, Coach Arthur is up to the task of calling plays. Uh, you know, head coach should delegate that, but we, in 2018, we had 14 coaches calling plays. Uh, Dirk Cutter was one down in Tampa, Bill O'Brien was another. Sean McVay is a good example of it. Uh, last season, Matt Nagy was calling plays. He passed them off. Uh, they got on a rally. So, you know, rookie head coach calling plays. Let's keep an eye on that. Uh, defensively, we've heard uh, Dean Pease as a coordinator candidate. He's 70. He's been with the uh, Patriots, Ravens, and the um, – Titans, of course, with uh, with uh, Coach uh, Coach R. Smith. I know Coach Dean from way back in the Miami of Ohio days. He was in college coaching for a while, and then uh, came up to the NFL with uh, uh, Bill Belichick in New England. So, uh, 
you know, you need a veteran guy over there, 70 calling. I don't know if he's going to be in the role like senior defensive guy like Bob Sutton or is he going to be the actual D.C. We'll see. All these guys have been in Tennessee before. Uh, offensive coordinator Dave Ragone out of Cleveland went to St. Ignatius High before going to Louisville. Oops, 27 and 11 at Louisville as a quarterback. Got drafted by the Texans. Uh, didn't uh, play much in the league, but was uh, been around. Been around a few other places. And Frisman Jackson, best I could tell, neither one of these have called plays in the NFL. Uh, Frisman was at Western Illinois, played some quarterback his junior year, mostly wide receiver, made the Browns as a wide receiver. So there were some of the earlier names. But um, Falcons uh, owner Arthur Blank noted that, hey, there are some coordinators still playing. So uh, now I got to go look and see what <laughs> all the coordinators in the uh, AFC and the NFC championship game. One up, well, Nate Hackett's not a coordinator. He's a, uh, he's a um, quarterback's coach. He interviewed for a job with the Packers. And, uh, you know, then the Packers are playing the Rams. Staley's gone. We'll see who Sean McVay's coordinator is. That doesn't really matter. Well, no, they're out. They're out. Oh, no, Rams. Well, I got to get get my NFC Championship stuff together here. Yeah, they're out because it's Brady. It's Brady and the Packers. So we're thinking uh, we got Bowles. He's not coming. Although he interviewed for the job here in Leftwich. Is, is, you know, he's, I don't think he's got any connections to Coach Smith either. So then on the AFC side, we've got uh, the Buffalo and Kansas City matchup. Hmm, I'll go look at those corner. Day Bull's not coming. He's getting a job, and I don't know who the D.C. is up there, but uh, I don't know what Arthur's. We'll have to see uh, as it unfolds here. Now, I got a couple sleeper candidates for you guys here that uh, uh, we, uh, a couple of them are familiar names. One's not. Bob Prunty, head coach at Hampton, has connections to the Smith family via his brother. Keep an eye out for him if Arthur wants to reach out to Coach Prunty, who's at Hampton. In the, uh, they're in the same conference with Kennesaw State. Terry Rubisky was with Coach Arthur in Jacksonville. I mean, sorry, in Tennessee. And so was Mike Malarkey, although uh, Rubisky was with Jacksonville last season. And Malarkey, of course, retired after 19 here with the Falcons. But I know they are all highly uh, respected and highly respectful of Arthur Smith. And probably if they gave he gave them a call, they more than be happy to come help him here in Atlanta. Now we're going to close here. It was just a great gesture by uh, GM Fontenot. He took the time to... Uh, Remember former ESPN reporter Von McClure who passed away in October suddenly? And uh, let's play that for you here from the NFL update. I'll let you guys ask questions. Um, so, uh, Von McClure, look, look, I had a relationship with Von McClure. It's really weird. It's like it's not normal for a person like a person like me to have a relationship with Von McClure because I'm – uh, in the front office for a rival team, and he's a writer. And I say we had a relationship. It's not like we text. I probably saw him two or three times a year prior to a game or, say, at a league event. And But for some reason, every time I saw him, I felt like we were best friends because he was such a, he was such a good person, and that, that always stuck out to me. So last time I talked to him, 
he was at the senior bowl. <clears throat> and I was on my way to, uh, we're, on, we're on our way to practice, me and a couple guys. We stopped to get coffee at a coffee shop, and he was in the coffee shop, and he was working on a story. And he yelled at me and said, hey, hey Fontenot, he said, I'm working on a story, and you're going to be in it. It was a story about basically the upcoming uh, candidates, uh, minority coaching candidates and minority general manager candidates. He said, Terry, I've been doing a lot of research. I'm hearing some really good things about you. He said, I think you're going to get a job or you're going to get an opportunity in this next cycle. That's the last time I talked to him. So imagine in, in October um, when I saw the, this the tragic, horrible death. I thought, that just that hit me hard. And again, this is somebody that I just saw a couple times a year. Um, but I felt like we had a strong connection. So then I read the, an article came out right around that time, and it talked about him as a person. It talked about how endearing he was to the people around him, how he was always trying to help people around him. It talked about, it actually showed an email in the article where he emailed his boss and said, hey, tell me what I can do to get better. Tell me, I want to be the absolute best at my job, so tell me what I can do to get better. And that spoke to me because I believe that's what you're looking for. That's what you're looking for in coaches, scouts, players, everybody in the organization. You want people that are going to be great teammates. You want people that are going to help the people around them. And you want people that are going to be humble enough to listen and try their best to get better. My, my favorite poem or my favorite Martin Luther King, King speech is the street sweeper speech. And, and it doesn't even do it justice if, if you read it. you got to listen to him say it. But And it, it's really about whatever you're doing, whatever God has called you to do, do it with passion, do it with intensity, focus on the details. It, 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 how you do anything is how you do everything. Focus on the details and really take advantage of that job. And, and, and that's, that's really how I see it. When you have a special organization, that's what you have. You have a lot of people, top to bottom, regardless of what their responsibility is, they have passion and intensity in everything they do. And they're great teammates, and they want to help people around them, and they're humble enough to listen, whether you're whether it's myself or whether it's an intern. They're humble enough to listen and work hard to get better. So I just wanted to um, just really acknowledge him, um, give my condolences to you guys, to his family. And, and even though I only saw him a few times a year, he actually he had an impact on my life. Yep, there we go. Nice tribute by Terry Fontenot, the former writer, Vaughn McClure. We're going to get on out of here on that note. This is D. Orlando Litbitter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Have a great rest of the week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.